your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 343 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. It is Tuesday night as I'm recording this. It will be Wednesday at the earliest by the time you're hearing this episode, but the Rangers just wrapped up a couple of hours ago a 3-1 home victory at home against the Buffalo Sabres, completing the two-game sweep of the Sabres. And I'll be honest here, you know, something that I'm doing as the season progresses here, I've talked about this a couple of times in the past, but I'm basically keeping a running count of what I consider to be, you know, the top 10 best Ranger wins of the season. I'm also going to do an episode where we look at the top five worst losses of the season. As far as Ranger wins goes, this is not going to be anywhere near the top 10 Ranger wins. I really didn't think that the Rangers played all that great of a game. It was a classic case of a team playing as well as it needs to rather than as well as it is capable of. That's kind of what we saw from the Rangers in this game. But be that as it may, they found a way to get the job done. There is something to be said for finding a way to win games when you clearly do not have your A game or really even your B game. But, you know, the Rangers, they overcame a shaky start to this game. The Sabres had nine of the first 10 shots on goal. They overcame a really disastrous end of the second period. They end up having to take a penalty and they give away a game-tying goal with about 3.2 seconds remaining. So that wasn't good either. And most importantly, Igor Shesterkin was just the absolute man in this game tonight. He is reason one, two, and three why the Rangers were able to come away with two points in this one, really saved their bacon on a couple of occasions, and came away with a total of 36 saves on 37 shots. Really just can't say enough about the job that Igor Shesterkin did keeping the Rangers in the game, allowing them to kind of uh, basically sleepwalk through the first half of this game, and then finally find their footing a little bit, come through in crunch time in the third period, Alexi Lafreniere scoring the game-winning goal. And it was was actually a goal by Brennan Smith early in the second period because the first period was scoreless. A goal that Brennan Smith scored early in the second period, 222 into the second to be exact, that kind of snapped the Rangers out of it. And when I watched this play live, I thought that Keandre Miller and Capo Caca would both be credited with assists. I went on NHL.com and I can see that Brandon Smith's goal is listed as unassisted. So I went back and watched it again. I now realize what happened. Basically, I thought Kako made the pass to Brennan Smith, you know, from behind the goal line back to the blue line. But that isn't what happened at all. In fact, the Buffalo Sabre took the puck away from Kako, and I don't know what he was doing with this. I mean... Kako or anybody else on the Rangers could not have made a better pass to Brandon Smith. Smith probably couldn't believe what he was seeing. He got the puck on his stick, probably just figured, you know what, I'm going to let it rip, and he sneaks it just under the crossbar into the net to give the Rangers a one to nothing lead. But just a really strange play, and even though Keandre Miller does not end up getting credited with an assist here, we do have to give him credit nevertheless for making this happen because, you know, instincts just kind of took over for Keandre. Basically, he went in deep, you know, down behind the net, and ends up falling down, but still maintains possession of the puck while he's falling down and moves the puck 
While flat on the ice on his stomach to Capo Caco, uh, Caco maintains possession for a little while before he had it taken away. But then, of course, the miscue by the Sabres goes back to Brand Smith. Brand Smith figures, what the hey, let me let it fly. He's He's been hot lately. Brand Smith's been scoring goals lately. This is his fifth of the season, and he gives the Rangers a one to nothing lead with that goal. And Brand Smith just had a heck of a game in general. We'll talk a little bit more about him in due time here in this episode. But one other thing that I wanted to point out here, despite the Rangers not having their A game, not even really having their B game as we just discussed. The one thing you got to keep in mind at this time of the year, the standings don't really care. In fact, they don't care at all how you win and lose these games down the stretch. Every win is two points, and the Rangers once again found a way to get it done despite struggling for good chunks of this game and arguably not even being the better of the two teams on the ice. This might be a case where the Rangers stole this game from the Buffalo Sabres, which sounds crazy to think about. But one other reason why I'm willing to cut the Rangers a little bit of slack here we said coming into the month of April, we pointed it out, we took a look at the schedule as soon as the calendar turned over, and we noticed right away four games against the Devils, four games against the Sabres. We said that this is a golden opportunity for the Rangers to fight their way back into this playoff chase. They have now completed all eight of those games. The Rangers record in those eight games against the Sabres and the Devils, 7-0-1. The very definition of taking care of business and winning games that you're supposed to win and doing everything that you can do to get back into the playoff race. Unfortunately, the Rangers didn't get any help from the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight. They lose 3-1 to to the Boston Bruins. So the Rangers remain four points behind the Bruins with just six games left to play for the Rangers, eight games left to play for Boston. So still going to be an uphill battle. The one bit of good news as far as things happening around the league, however, is the fact that the Capitals posted a one to nothing regulation win against the New York Islanders. And so that being the case, the Islanders are now just five points ahead of the Rangers, just one point ahead of the Bruins, and they only have one game in hand on the Rangers. And the Rangers, of course, are going to play the Islanders twice. So if the Raiders could somehow go 2-0 in those two games against the Islanders, and I realize that's much, much easier said than done. The Islanders have proven to be a very tough opponent for the Rangers this season. But if the Rangers can somehow pull that off, they will be just one point behind the New York Islanders and the Islanders will have just one game in hand on the Rangers the rest of the way. And that doesn't even take into account what the Bruins might do. I mean, hopefully they lose a couple of games in there as well. But the Rangers have a shot at it. They're within striking distance of two teams. And uh, again, whatever happens down the stretch here, it's going to be a ton of fun. And if you want to look at this kind of glass half full as far as the Rangers' performance tonight, again, they got the win. There must be credit given to just finding a way to get it done even when you're not at your best. But I think maybe the silver lining here is that this could give the Rangers a little bit of a wake-up call. And maybe on Thursday, you know, they learn the lesson from this game tonight and they come out sharp as attack against the Islanders in two nights' time on Thursday at home at Madison Square Garden. But we'll have to wait and see how that goes. We will continue to break down this win in just a second here. Today's episode of Lockdown New York Rangers is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find Locked On hosts across the NBA, MLB, and NHL. Go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. I know you will find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. Download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by 
Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. You know, it's funny, I was doing quite a bit of scoreboard watching on this night, as I'm sure a lot of you were as well, you know, keeping my eye specifically on what the Bruins were doing against the Penguins and also, to a lesser extent, what the Islanders were doing against the Capitals. But it's funny because earlier in the day, you know, I couldn't help but notice all these Penguin fans. You know, they were very well aware of what needed to happen for the Penguins to clinch a playoff spot tonight. And the two things that needed to happen were the Penguins needed to win against the Bruins, and I believe... The Sabres needed to beat the Rangers, not just beat them, but they had to beat them in regulation. It was one of those like weird caveats where only a regulation win would get the job done. And I get it, you know, because I'm a Ranger fan, and if the Rangers were in that situation, I'd probably be rooting for that to happen too. You want to clinch as soon as possible, but, you know, there were a couple of Penguin fans who have been on this show who we've uh, had as guests. We've done a couple of crossovers with Hunter Hodes from Locked on Penguins. He does a phenomenal job with his show. We also had Alyssa Hope on the show not too long ago. She does a great job with her YouTube channel as well. Uh, definitely check out both of those if you get the chance. But both of them are Penguin fans. I mean, obviously with Hunter, he hosts Locked on Penguins, and Alyssa Hope is also a Penguins fan. But they're like on pins and needles during the day about like, oh man, we need to win, and we need the Sabres to beat the Rangers. Go Sabres! And it's like, alright, like you guys are going to make the playoffs. It's not really going to matter if the Rangers lose to the Sabres on this night or not. So I was interacting with the two of them on Twitter, just having some fun with it. As it turns out, the Penguins didn't even hold up their end of the deal because they obviously lost to the Bruins and the uh, Rangers. They didn't lose to the Sabres. They beat the Sabres 3-1. to one. So it's just kind of funny how, you know, the, the Penguins are close to clinching and so many Penguin fans were so on pins and needles about clinching tonight. It's like, dude, you're going to make the playoffs. You're going to get in there. Nothing short of a legendary tailspin would keep the Penguins out of the playoffs at this point. But that whole situation just kind of amused me, and I just thought I would point that out. But getting back to this game here, it was obviously nice to see Colin Blackwell, uh, I was going to say back in the lineup, but actually he just stayed in the lineup because what happened on the Sunday game, the game that I was fortunate enough to attend with my wife, it was getting late in the third period, and Blackwell really took a nasty spill into the boards, just kind of went sailing backwards, took a hit. Uh, his back, and it looked like also the back of his head, just slammed against the boards there. He was a little bit shaken up on the play. The trainers came out the whole nine yards, and he was something of a game-time decision tonight, but obviously he gave it a go when he was out there on his usual spot on the second line. And Jacob Truba, however, not quite as fortunate, still out. He was ruled out by David Quinn earlier in the day, but obviously we'll be keeping our fingers crossed that Truba can get back as soon as possible. But that kind of leads me into something else that I wanted to talk about, and that is the play of Brandon Smith. Brandon Smith seems to have really embraced kind of this uh, big brother role that he's got going on as far as the Ranger blue line is concerned. There was some crazy stat on the MSG broadcast a couple of games ago, and I don't have the exact numbers in front of me right now, but the long and short of it is that Brennan Smith has played more career NHL games than the other five current Ranger defensemen combined, and it's really not even close. It's literally like double 
double the amount of games Brandon Smith has played uh, compared to the other five guys combined. But, you know, Brandon Smith, there were stories that he actually thanked the Ranger organization for not trading him at the deadline. He seems to really like being a New York Ranger, and he really played a great game tonight. We already mentioned the goal that he scored, and he also drew a penalty against the Sabres late in this game. He basically baited Tage Thompson into cross-checking him and then was smart enough not to retaliate. Just kind of look at the ref. Hey, you saw that, right? And the ref indeed saw it, put his arm up, and just like that, Brandon Smith buys the Rangers a power play. And that was with 8.52 remaining in the game. The Rangers were up 2-1 to one at that point. Alexi Lafreniere had just given them the lead. But by baiting Tage Thompson into this cross-checking penalty, this undisciplined penalty, Smith put the Rangers back on the main advantage, and the Rangers converted. Because Abanajad gets a shot in deep and gives the Rangers some breathing room, puts them up 3-1 to one with about six minutes remaining, maybe just a little bit more. But uh, obviously, a uh, great job by Brandon Smith there, uh, getting his team on the main advantage. And crafty veteran move. What else can you say? And one other thing that I wanted to talk about as it pertains to Brandon Smith, and I pose this question to all of you, will and should the Rangers attempt to and ultimately re-sign Brandon Smith to a new deal in the offseason? He is an unrestricted free agent coming to the end of the four-year deal that he signed with the New York Rangers, and a case can definitely be made both ways. I feel like this is another one of those issues that's going to definitely divide Ranger Nation. I think like a lot of situations with free agents, it depends on how much you can bring him back for. I certainly don't think you break the bank for Brandon Smith at this point, but he has played well down the stretch here. And if the Rangers can have him back on a team-friendly one-year deal, I think it might be something worth considering. But you guys let me know what you think. I mean, would you like to see Brandon Smith back? Do you want to just let him move on and put one of the kids into that spot in the lineup? To me, I wouldn't mind him as kind of a one-year stopgap. I mean, I, I know you can't really call him that because he's been here for four and a half seasons now, but if you re-sign him, you do see him at that point as just kind of a one-year stopgap until one of the kids is ready to go. I don't know. I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. We thought that the Rangers were crowded on the blue line to begin this season. We had Tony D'Angelo. Obviously, we know what happened there. Uh, Jack Johnson was in the mix. He got hurt and was out for the season. We had Tarmo Reunanen make a one-game cameo. Now we've got Zach Jones, who it looks like is going to be in the lineup every single night. Lieber Hayek has been in and out of the lineup a couple of times this season. So, you know, it might seem like there's not any room for Brandon Smith, but keep in mind just how many different Ranger defensemen. Anthony Potato is another one. Anthony Potato saw significant game action earlier this season and came back for two games not that long ago as well. So, you know, you might look at it and think like, well, you know, I don't know if Brandon Smith should really be in our top six going forward. But then you think about how many different Ranger defensemen have suited up for games this season. doesn't hurt to have a little bit of depth. So, Something to consider, I, again, I would love to hear your guys' thoughts about this, and it's something we will dive into in greater detail in a future episode. But for now, going to continue to enjoy this win, even though it was not necessarily the Rangers' best performance of the season. The first period, you know, just to kind of throw some highlights at you guys, like we said, Rangers kind of got to a sluggish, sleepy start. And I'm no fan of cliches in general. The one cliche, and I have never... What is What episode is this? This is episode 343 of Lockdown New York Rangers. The one cliche, the one sports term that you hear all the time that I know for a fact that I have never said on this podcast that I'm about to say right now is quote-unquote trap game. I just find it very, very difficult to believe. Whether you want to use this game as an example tonight or any other game in any other sport, I find it really difficult to believe that there's really any such thing as a trap game. It's just kind of one of those terms that gets thrown around whenever a good team is playing a bad team and then the following week, they'll be playing a good team, maybe like a division rival or something like that. I just find it very hard to believe that in this game tonight, the Rangers are out there skating around thinking about playing the Islanders on Thursday. I just, to me, that's that sounds far-fetched. You play the team that's on your schedule, 
You focus on the matchup at hand. I can't imagine that the entire Ranger team is daydreaming about playing the Islanders on Thursday. You know, if I'm going to come on here and tell you guys about cliches like, oh, this was a trap game, then I might as well also tell you guys that defense wins championships and that good pitching always beats good hitting. You know, you know what I mean? It's just a lazy cliche. But if there was ever an example where I might concede that maybe this was a little bit of a trap game, and again, I really, really don't like that cliche. I, I just never been a fan of it. I think it's just kind of lazy. But if there's any such thing as a trap game for the Rangers this entire season, maybe this was it. Maybe it's why they came out a little bit sluggish. Maybe they're looking forward to battling the Islanders and playing these high stakes game against their division rival. I mean, everybody they're playing is their division rival, but you know what I mean. Uh, their storied rival, if you will. And Maybe that was the result for the slow start. I'll at least throw it out there. I'll at least concede that maybe it was somewhat possible. But to me, it was just a case of the Sabres coming out hungry, hungrier than the Rangers came out in this game. We've talked about how the Sabres have played a little bit better down the stretch. And if you're the Rangers, you can't take anything for granted, man. These are huge games. This is a complete disaster if the Rangers would have lost this game and not gotten any points out of this matchup against the Buffalo Sabres. But fortunately, that didn't happen. And we're going to talk about a couple of the other highlights for the Rangers in this game, including Alexi Lafreniere's game-winning goal and Mika Zibanejad's goal that basically just kind of sealed the deal. We will be doing that in just a second here. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. I think the overall theme of this game is one that we have clearly established here on this episode. It's just the simple fact that, again, the Rangers did not play their best brand of hockey. This was not a Picasso, as David Quinn would say, but they found a way to get it done. I'm just going to mention one more uh, slight negative that I picked up on in this game, and then we'll get into some of the fun stuff. We'll break down some of the goals that the Rangers scored and uh, just look ahead to Thursday's matchup against the Islanders. But the one thing, after Brennan Smith scored, you're kind of hoping that this would snap the Rangers out of it. And it did. It did in the minutes that followed. I think for the most part, the Rangers started to play better, started to find their game a little bit after that. But once again, we had a really shaky shift after a goal. And that has become something that I believe is too much of a theme for the Rangers this season. And I realized a little bit of that as a byproduct of being a young team. But this has to get better. And I feel like there aren't really that many people talking about it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe I exaggerate it. Maybe it's not happening as much as I seem to believe that it's happening, but I just feel like the Rangers, in general this season, they need to get a little, and we're down to just six games here, but they need to get a little bit better after a goal is scored. The shift immediately following a goal, whether it's them scoring, whether it's their opponent scoring, especially when they score. I feel like that's when they kind of take their foot off the gas just a little bit, and Buffalo ended up with a scoring opportunity. It was another situation where Igor Shesterkin basically bailed them out. He made a lot of really fantastic saves in this game. There was a sequence in the second period here where Skinner basically just got past his man. I think it might have been Lafreniere, but as Sam Rosen explained, the seas basically just parted, and there were just too many situations where it seemed like the Sabres just had a clear path to the net, 
And then right after this happened, you know, Skinner basically just went to the net unopposed, and Igor Shosturkin made a really nice save, stuck out his left pad to keep the puck out after Skinner made a couple of moves on the doorstep. The Rangers had an instance where the puck came out to the neutral zone. They turn the puck over, and while they're turning the puck over, they're also having a really sloppy line change, and that is not a good combination. Fortunately, Igor bailed them out again because the Sabres went in three-on-one. He made another save, turned the puck aside. But as promised, let's go ahead and get into some of the positives in this game, some of the highlights for the Rangers because they did find a way to get it done. First of all, let's talk about the fight. Uh, Kevin Rooney getting into a fight with Dylan Cousins with about 13.03 left. It's funny because in yesterday's game, or rather Sunday's game, uh, Cousins and Lafreniere really got into it. And they were far away from the play, but they were basically just tangled up. They almost got into kind of like a wrestling match. I mean, they kind of pulled each other down to the ice. Lafreniere had Cousins in a headlock. Cousins gets up. He cross-checks Lafreniere. No penalty called. I talked about that in our last episode. But once again, Cousins involved here. There was a big hit along the boards. Rooney put a big hit on Kajula, and I think Kajula's face kind of hit the boards. I don't think Rooney did that on purpose. It was just kind of victim of circumstance. But Rooney rightfully gets called for boarding on this play, and then he and Cousins, they both kind of get into it. Cousins goes over to him, and Rooney drops the gloves, and at that point, I mean, Rooney's probably thinking, like, dude, you know, I watched you get into a wrestling match with my teammate yesterday. If you want to do something, then let's do it, man. Let's just drop the gloves, and let's have at it. Let's have a, ourselves a real fight here, and that's what happened. They both get five for fighting, but it does result in a power play for the Sabres with 13.02 to go, and the score at this point is still tied at one. And the Ranger penalty kill unit, which has been a strength of this team all season long, they step it up again here. Really good kill by the Rangers. No scoring opportunities for the Sabres to speak of. And uh, just great to see them kill off this power play. Right after the power play, there's a crazy sequence here. So right after the power play expires, uh, Igor Shosturkin makes an excellent sliding save, moving to his left, moving from the right side of the crease all the way over to the left, keeps the puck out, and the puck actually got behind him. And Ryan Lindgren made a huge play for the Rangers, preventing Kajula from stuffing in his own rebound because it was Kajula who took the shot. Like we said, Igor Shosturkin got a piece of it. The puck's laying there on the crease. Kajula's about to stuff at home. Lindgren prevents it from happening. And immediately after this, Alexi Lafreniere with a clutch goal from the slot, his third goal in the last six games. And this is all made possible by some fantastic work from Ryan Strom behind the goal line. Basically, Fox played the puck in deep. Ryan Strom went back there to get it. He won a puck battle, just turned to his left, dished in front to Alexi Lafreniere, and Lafreniere converts from the slot area, giving the Rangers a 2-1 to lead a lead that they would not relinquish. And then we already talked about this, but Brandon Smith basically baited Tage Thompson into taking a penalty, and the Rangers end up with a five-on-three after the Sabres shoot the puck out of play. They had a five-on-three for about 50 seconds or so. Mika Zibanejad shoots from the slot, rings it right at the post. Eventually, the Sabres kill off the first portion of this power play, and it's now a five-on-four. And then Ryan Strom rings a shot off of the other post. Finally, they get the puck to Mika Zibanejad. Zibanejad had a big chunk of the net open, and he was just not going to miss from in there that deep. Buries it, gives the Rangers some much-needed breathing room, puts them up 3-1, to one, and just a fantastic pass by Chris Kreider on this play. We've been talking about how he needs to step up a little bit, and it looks like he's starting to do that down the stretch here for the Rangers. But basically, Kreider had the puck on the other side of the crease. The goalie, everybody in the Sabres was moving toward Kreider. They're trying to prevent him from a stuff-in attempt, but Kreider cools the other side of the pillow, passes the puck behind his back over to the other side of the crease to Mika Zibanejad, and Zibanejad buries it. It was academic at that point. They go up 3-1. to one. Uh, The Sabres do pull their goalie down by two goals with 2.03 left. One last really nice save by Igor Shesterka, and then Ke'Andre Miller missed an empty net from the neutral zone with about 1.30 remaining, but it was all a moot point. The clock ran out. The Rangers pick up a much-needed 3-1 to one win. You absolutely could not 
let this game get away from you. I talked about earlier in this episode how I'm keeping track of what I think are going to be the 10 best Ranger wins of the season and the five worst losses. If the Rangers had lost this game, probably would have been number one. When you consider the quality of opponent, nothing against Buffalo, but look at their record. And when you consider how big this is and where they are in the playoff standings and how much they need to come out and get a win, you could not have any scenario where the Rangers didn't come away with two points in this game. And fortunately, they were able to do that once again, despite not having their A game, which has obviously been a theme of this episode and was a theme of the Rangers' performance tonight. One big milestone that we got to call some attention to before we call it a day here is Ryan Strome picking up his 299th and his 300th point in the NHL in this game here tonight. He picked up two assists. We already talked about him uh, finding the primary assist on the goal by Alexi Lafreniere. He also had the secondary assist on the power play goal by Mika Zibanejad that basically, I don't want to say sealed the win, but gave the Rangers some breathing room and uh, led them on the path to get this victory here tonight. So big congratulations to Ryan Strome, somebody who is really stepped up big for this team over the last couple of seasons. The only other thing that I wanted to do tonight before we call it is I wanted to just kind of reiterate my preference that Alex Georgiev start Thursday's game against the New York Islanders. And I don't say that lightly, especially with the performance that we just saw Igor Shesterkin come up with in this game here. But I entered this game with the mindset that nothing I saw was going to change my mind. Now, granted, Igor made it interesting because he was fantastic, stopped 36 of 37 shots the absolute number one reason why the New York Rangers won this game. But I still want to see Georgiev on Thursday. We're playing the Islanders. They've got Semyon Varlamov. I would imagine he'll probably be in net because he's the Ranger killer. So let's go ahead and counter with Alex Georgiev, the Islander killer, and the guy who, between him and Shesterkin, has the better numbers against the Islanders uh, this season for sure. And also, really, Georgiev's just owned him for his entire career. So I'd like to see Alex Georgiev get out there and hopefully shut down the Islanders. And it's also just a way to reward strong play because I'm not going to get into too much detail about it. We did that in our most recent episode. But Alex Georgiev, in his last five games, has allowed just seven goals. So I think he's earned it and no better time to give him a start than against the team that he absolutely owns for his career. And for that matter, is the team that Igor Shesterkin maybe has struggled at least a little bit against uh, thus far in his career. So that'll pretty much do it. I mean, we'll see how the Rangers look to play it. I could see them going either way, but I personally would just lean a little bit toward Alex Georgiev. Also, be sure to check out the Locked On Today podcast. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. But that will do it for tonight, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.